Hey, I'm Katie Jane and welcome to episode two of the Country Music Podcast. Today we have recording artist Jarrett Taylor here with us. He is a finalist in the 2020 Star Maker competition and we are so excited to have him here. Welcome, Jared. Hey, Katie. How you going? Hi. So give us a quick rundown in 30 seconds to a minute of who you are and what, you know, what's brought you to this moment now. I'm Jared Taylor and I'm a 2020 Star Maker finalist. You just took the words right out of my mouth. I know. I, know. I, I, thought, I'd be, I thought I'd be cheeky. No, I am a 27-year-old reco- recording artist from Tamworth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I talking about myself is probably that one of the hardest things, and I think some artists do have that problem because we sell ourselves on paper so much. Then people go, "Who are you?" You just kind of go, "I'll get my bio." I think as a human, when anyone sits there and goes, "Who are you?" It's yeah, it's very confronting. But I mean, this is the sort of thing that you're gonna have to do now. I mean, Star Maker is quite a big competition, and it's very. It's very like professional. They do kind of ask you a lot of questions. You yeah, there is. That's probably one of the things I'm yeah. waiting for. Is <laughs> all of the uh, the um, the emails back and forth at the moment have been pretty full on. Like, I think one of them I was like, "Can you write a bio?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, yeah, no worries." Just like it has to be really unprofessional and really casual. What? And I'm like, uh, like, do you want I, me to write it for you? I'm no, really I've, I've, I've already I've already one. sent it, and then like I um I, I sent it in, and it was like just make it like four or five lines and I'm like okay and then I see everyone else's and it's like a paragraph and I'm like oh okay well mine was something along the lines of um, when I wanted to be or, or I couldn't work out what I wanted to be when I was younger so I chose Garth Brooks but I'm glad that I have my own sound and style now. Garth Brooks is my favourite artist. Well as I was told before um, as you know I wasn't playing country I was playing rock mm-hmm. I was told that when I was a child I used to walk around butt naked with a cowboy hat and a guitar that had no strings and sing <laughs> Garth Brooks songs Man. and that wasn't something that was in my head I didn't know I did that but yeah. mum and dad told me about it and I went oh well wow yeah you know it took me a long time to realise I could even sing country music like I grew up on it but didn't even think about it as an artist until I was living in Texas and it was on the radio and I was like wow yeah well I suppose that's much better than going in like I did I went into the studio to record my EP which I thought was going to be like this cool new edgy rock EP and then the, the guy <laughs> the producer goes so how long have you played country for and I went I don't play country oh no your influences are catching <laughs> up with you <laughs> yeah and then, uh, and then he goes yeah man this is a country album we pulled out a whole bunch of uh, different artists and stuff and like he's like Look at all these elements. He said, if you change one word, this is a straight up Brad Paisley song. And I went, oh, God. Okay, but blessing in disguise, though, because how kick-ass is our community? Yeah, the country community is probably yeah. one of the, the better ones. I think mm-hmm. I found, with music and playing covers gigs, it was just everyone was vying for a covers it's gig a every weekend. Yeah. And now the country music community, like, everyone kind of knows what artists should be doing what shows. Mm. And if people don't get those slots, they don't jump up and down and carry on and like say think they are so supportive of like everyone getting those spots it's a work culture we all know we can work our butts off and we're so we're like like you and i sitting here right now like mm-hmm. when we're, we're not competition yeah no i drove yeah. 45 minutes the I long know, direction to come you, and do this and then you whinged and moaned about it yeah i know, <laughs> I know but then you offered to buy me dinner and i was just like yeah mm. i had to sweeten the idea a little bit yeah no well that's um that's the, the benefit of it. A lot of the, you'll find that a lot of people in country music are friends with each other and yeah. do things. And that's I think I've offered to play for you for free before, just if you needed a player. Mm-hmm. And 
I've had people offer stuff to me like all the time just to try and help out because yeah, like I want to do a full social media strategy yes, for you. We were meant to do that the other. <laughs> we were meant to do that the other week when we were shooting the clip and the video, um, the video and recording the song. But Tuesday, everything had caught up to me, and I laid down to sleep after seven gigs in five Look, days, four days. I will not give up on you, and I'll keep hounding you. Um, and that's the other thing with the star maker thing. You're up against nine girls. Yeah, nine girls. You're the only male in this competition. So how does that make you feel? Man, um, I feel like a woman. <laughs> Snap. Please sing that as one of your songs. No, I've already submitted my songs. It's, uh, can it's you all... tell us what they are? Uh, I will be doing one of my songs. Okay. Uh, one that doesn't feature Katie J on backing vocals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm doing All I See Is You, and I think I chose uh, to do a Luke Coombe song that I kind of resonated with because I'm on with. the road 24-7, yeah. it feels like. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I was I was in Newcastle all last week, like from Friday through to Wednesday. You know, it's funny. You live in Tamworth. I live in Newcastle. I drove from Tamworth today. <coughs> we, could have, drove, we could have done I this. I saw you yesterday you in saw Tamworth. You yesterday in Tamworth. <laughs> we, could have, we could have done this yesterday in Tamworth with no extra travel. busy packing up. And, that, up my and that's the thing. Like I, I was having dinner right behind the gig. I know it was really funny. I was, I was actually playing some tracks. I'm like, I wonder how mad Jared's going to be about my timing right now. <laughs> no, that's that's one. Of the, no, that's one of the things. But um, that's like as we we have worked out, we work well together, and that's yeah. we um, we've done shows together. We did Denny Ute Mustard just using the same band and winging it. So good. And that now was such a um, good gig. <laughs> Thanks for taking me down for that. Like, yeah, and now we're doing like we've we've been booked yeah. gigs together from that mm-hmm. using the same band and using the same like the same connections. To be fair, let's start with how Jared and I met because that ties in really well. It does. It does. <laughs> um, I I was doing sound for in the festival, mm-hmm. um, and I was hosting the stage. And you were hosting, yeah, at Shopping World, which and it was funny enough that I didn't play Shopping World that year at all. Yeah, I didn't even host it, and now I'm doing it twice this year. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, I was I was doing sound, and I think. Uh, when Chad Morgan went on to play, I yeah. had I had a text message for a gig and I needed a duo partner and Katie was just there. So I, I said, was just st- stood right there and he turns to me. We <coughs> only just met. I'd, we'd never crossed paths before. No, I'd heard your name before. Yes. And that was about it. And I said, do you want to come to a duo gig and I'll pay you some money? I was like, yes, please, because Tamworth sends me broke every year. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I think we just went out and did the gig and it was good. And it was great. Yeah, we'd never played together. We didn't really have a set list. We ended up playing original music, both of us. Mm. You had a little girl click start following you from Yeah, it. we had a great crowd. That was out in Gunnedah. <coughs> but even just vocally, we blended harmony. I just chucked harmonies on yours, which was great for me because I'm, you know, I'm not great at harmonies, but you said, you're easy She to says that. She's like, I'm not great at harmonies and then smashed out that whole gig and like sung harmonies like nearly every song. And I'm like... Oh, you're not good at harmonies. Oh, I see how it is. Yeah, okay. Next minute, we're going to Jenny Utemaster and I get to be backing vocals for the first time ever. Yeah, and I think, but what did you, you had something on that weekend? Because I remember I got given... I a, was supposed to play Whoop Whoop Festival and they cancelled. Yeah, because I remember I got sent the passes and I was looking at them and I counted them and I'm like, band, 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 me, spare. <laughs> two, two spares. Two, two spares. And then before I could even say anything, mum's like, just call Katie. Yay! <laughs> and I, I, that's how it all started. And then yeah. I drove here, picked you up with Bo, and we... We did... drove to Den- Dylan LeQuinn, which was yep. how many hours away? 13 hours driving there and then 13 back. Um, All for Jared to lose his voice on the second day 
on the five-hour gigs, and then I had to sing. Yeah, but from Throw that... Throw me in the deep end, why don't you? From that, I think you got to experience, like, oh, playing Oh, it was with, amazing. Playing with... The great... The players were great. Just with a band yeah. that you had absolutely... You had not given a set list to, like, you kind of just were like... I had my iPad, I have, like, a million songs in it, and I was like, y'all know this one? Yeah, and, <laughs> uh, that's, and that's the thing, yeah. you just go, oh, do this in this key, and they would just start playing the song, and it's... It was a great experience for me too, like getting that kind of musicality together too. Um, I love throwing myself at the deep end, and but the crowd. I ended up walking off stage. The I crowd. walked off stage and watched for a little bit. <laughs> Did you? And uh, that was the thing. Like I walked off stage, and then um, I even. But that's the thing with Denny. Like even uh, I, I bumped into artists that were just there. Like Melly Dyer was there. I know. I wanted. To, it was a birthday. I wanted yes. to get her up and sing, but she'd gone by the time we had our she break. Was, I'm not allowed. I'll, I bumped into her in Tamworth the other week, and she goes, "I wasn't on anyone's shoulders, and I wasn't intoxicated." Uh, do you want, should I edit that out? <laughs> no, no, she told me I wasn't allowed to say it to her mum. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, Mel who Dyer. was standing right next to her. Oh, right, way. okay. Well, don't let your mum listen to the podcast. Yeah, Mel Dyer, don't listen. Yes, exactly. Um, so, the crowd at Denny was amazing. I think that's the most rewarding part for me for performing. What is your most favourite thing about getting to do what you do for a living? Oh, I think it's really about getting to connect with everyone and just play... Mm-hmm. Whether it's solo or with a band, like if I go solo, I go out and play like my songs and covers and do it my way. Yeah. And people connect with that. And having people come up and just go, it's like, oh, you know, I saw you were playing here, but I followed you on socials. And I'm Yay. like, oh, <laughs> like I've, I'm, you know, I'm really like, uh, recently it's just been like, oh, I'm, I'm so excited for you for Star Maker. And I'm like, I don't know a lot of these people. But I think that's community. kind of the, the thing, like, yes. it, it is a, a bigger thing that I'm not used to, like a bigger following. Like it's... Mm. It's everywhere at the moment. It's all over Instagram and Facebook and TV and in like papers and, and stuff. This is where I kind of, this is where I double down on you and I encourage you to nurture. <laughs> well, you yell at me. I do yell at him. And I encourage you to nurture these people who are, are happy for you because you're only as strong as the people you have behind you and in your corner. Mm, well, if they want to support you, well, let I think them. <laughs> when you told me, I, th- I think I the first status I made after that conversation, mm. I made it and I'm like, I did good. And then you were like, you were meant to ask a question. And then the next status <laughs> I did it and I, I asked a question and then they said, Not a, you need to ask them a question. And it took me four yeah. statuses mm-hmm. in two days to get it right, to, to connect properly. And as soon as I posted that, I had people commenting back and more organic reach and right? all that sort of stuff. And how rewarding is it when it's just pure, beautiful, natural kindness? Yeah. Like I mean, the first comment connection. was dad asking me to clean my room and the studio. Block him. Block him. Yeah, no, that's, that's the thing. Block. Yeah, I don't need that kind of negativity on my socials. Yeah, dad, come on. Actually, no, he was, I think he was my first top fan and then of you. Of course. And then I think Matt's in. Do you mean on um, Facebook top yeah. fan? They change every week. So if you're listening to this and you want to be someone's top fan, you need to just comment, comment, comment for the week and you'll get top fan badge. Oh, yeah. I've been That's a top I get a top fan on yours because instantly it's always – your lives used to always be on a third – your lives always used to be on a Thursday and I usually would play jam nights or gigs on Thursdays. So you're there, And it would, yeah. it would pop up, Katie Jane's gone live. And I'm like, I've got 45 minutes to kill. <laughs> Let's see what Katie is talking about and let's see what I can add to the conversation. 
And you added some great things, I remember. The one with Jake was really good. And then um, some of the other times, it's just been conversations with other top fans. So just for context, I was doing a weekly live every Thursday at 7.30 for an hour. And um, as I said in my last podcast, I've just gone back to them today, which is a Sunday. Oh, you've gone back to doing weeklies? Uh, Sessions on Sunday. So now I'll make it a thing where I'm actually playing for them. Oh, okay. I was trying to tie in SOS. It's like... Oh, it's because sessions one of, on Sundays. One of my followers um, suggested it because SOS is the title of my new single. Smoking you know, on Saturday. Smoking on Saturday. Yeah. And I have to say, the band in your film clip is just uh, so good looking. So the, uh, let's go full circle here. So Jared came in. Jared was a part of my film clip. I filmed on Sunday, just gone, and he was in the band, and he brought um, Zach Crawford with him, who'd never played mandolin in his life, so he mimed. We he, all kind he of mimed. Looked, oh, I played your actual song. I know it now. Well, now I do too. Yeah. <laughs> Your um, your amazing bass player is Aaron. Yeah, Aaron's like here's a quick chart, and I just kind of studied it, and I thought yeah. I should take a photo of this because at mm-hmm. some stage I'm going to be playing guitar for Katie, and you I'm going to want this chart. Yes, but no, yeah. So Zach Crawford came. It was the first day I met him, and then let's go full circle to the following Wednesday. I then went on set for Jared and Zach and the Crawford brothers' new music video. Yeah, and then you got cut out. He showed me the edit like two days ago and I'm not even in the video. <laughs> I, I, I didn't have any control of the edit. Like literally we, it was like, how weird is this? You shot your film clip on Sunday, Sunday. with and got Yeah. You got it in 24 hours and Jay did a killer job. And then yeah. I shot with Tom Blake from Gravity in Newcastle. And on Thursday I sent the message because I wanted to say, hey, are you on Jay Cini's level? Have you got my clip ready? Right. And I said, so is the clip done? Winky face, love heart emoji. And he goes, yeah, hold on. I'm just uploading to send to you. And I went, <laughs> You're like, I was only joking. I was yes. joking, but then that 30 minute wait time for the upload Killed is the. You. I'd yeah. rather not know and just get sent a link than to know it's coming. So, how do you feel when making a music video? For, so, for me, it's a, it's a secondary way to tell a new song, like story for the song. Um, <coughs> with the one with the Crawford Brothers, I mean, which is really cool, by the way, that you're teaming up with them and you're releasing that before the Star festival. Maker. Yeah, yeah. Smash it. Don't release it on my day. I'm January 5th. Oh, I'm the 17th or 15th or something Fantastic. like that. Fantastic. No, I wouldn't release on your day. But, um, yeah, working <laughs> the, the Crawford Brothers are amazing musicians in their own right in their style that they're in. So but what style are they in? Because I'm not... They're like a, an R&B, them. rock, pop sort of thing. Like They're really good. They're, I, yeah. Their music is incredible. Mm. And it's... I um, Whenever I introduce people to the Crawford Brothers, they've had such a long musical career mm-hmm. and they're only in their 20s like they Amazing. they they were on tv as power age the ocd's tribute band at 13 and 12 oh really so and they're, they're quite in yeah in the, yeah they've been doing it for a long time and they were in like the global battle of the bands finals like four years in a row and, and now then, they're going country yeah now they well they've <laughs> written sucking them in they've written with me like i i yeah. said to them i really want to write a song with you and it i've been now I telling yeah, I've been telling everyone that they need to write with them, and then Pepper's just written with them from Hurricane Four. Yeah, well, they asked me if I wanted to write well, that's, as well, that's, and I'm like, oh. It's honestly, so- I'll say <laughs> in, in the nicest way possible, you need to do it because I won't sleep tonight. Was written nine years ago, the chorus. Right, and that was very, very. They were only chorus. sixteen or seventeen, wow. and they'd written a chorus and like a few lines of the chorus and the melody. And then we create it into what it is. And if that's nine-year-old material that's just been What's sitting the new there, stuff like yeah. They, I've heard some of their new album. And my God, it's, yeah. The only thing is, and so for reference, Jared and I are on the same management team with Hurricane Fall. <laughs> so you're releasing a song with the Crawford Brothers. Hurricane Fall are then going to release a song with them. And then if I do it, it's like, 
Well, no, they're not really. Um, Hurricane's only written. They're just so written. They're okay. Songs. So, if so you, I may as well just go into the right session. Yeah, right. right. I mean, you know, they might have something that's good for you, or they might have maybe something I that. Maybe I feature on it. Or maybe you guys will write something that'll be perfect for me. Yeah. I don't know. Ooh. Like full circle. And JT's that's, single. I'm I'm writing. Uh, writing again for the next song with them like in two weeks like I'm coming back after yeah, Christmas and New Year's and I've got an idea for a song and just Zach and Ben are like um, they're very switched on they're cool dudes they're like mouses and wheels like you put them in there they're gonna run until they pump out something until really finished, good yeah. or they're gonna die doing it well let's hope they don't die um <laughs> okay so what do you how did you feel when you got picked for Star Maker? Um, it was, I was, it was a really awkward time because I was on the phone trying to organize something like I just bought something and it wasn't going to turn up in time for, I was having all these phone calls from like Melbourne and Brisbane and all right. these random numbers so all very day. Stressful. I was so stressed. And then I had this random number coming and I was literally thought, I almost abused the person on oh the other end of the God. phone. And I, You're I, like, what? I, pushed, I was, I was ready just to get really angry because I'd had stalls calling me from all these places. Someone right. had lost something that I'd bought. It was for a birthday. It was meant to be there. And then I went to answer the phone. I got really angry. I was called, hello, Jared Taylor. And I said, oh, it's, you know, it's Barry Harley from the Tenwith Regional Council. Congratulations, you're a star maker. And I've just gone, oh, wait, I've got a call waiting. What? No? Yeah, it was just a shot. <laughs> what? And then, yeah, and then Barry told me that um, I was a star maker and that I was the only male and that I was the only one from the Tenwith region. So wow. it was like three one-offs. Have you, had you applied before? No, no. Twelve months ago, I wanted to apply for Star Maker, yeah. but I, I was, I just done the academy, and I mm. was, though I'd been gigging for nine years, I was still green. Like I didn't know. There's heaps yeah. of things I don't know, like social media. You whip me with the, the cat of nine tails about all the stuff I'm not doing, which I should be doing, and. Look, socials need to work around you too. I love social media because I have a great understanding of how powerful mm. it can be and how. Just direct to people who love music. Like podcasts. Like podcasts. Full circle. I know. What we're doing now. So yeah. um, with the Star Maker thing, I, I applied every year, except for this year. And that was, how funny is it that yeah. there were nine girls selected? And oh, thank God I'm not part of it. I, I thought it would have been great if we were both there, because when I looked at it, I met Juliet Oliver last year. I went to Academy with Juliet. Yeah, Juliet. Juliet I met her at um, the same place I met you. And I think I, oh, yeah. yeah, I was like, I didn't have a gig to offer her that day. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just seems to be my MO. And Sammy White, I did the academy with. Yeah, cool. Um, and Zoe Mills, I've met through. I went through, to the academy with Zoe. I met, I met we through, had the like, same birthday. I met her through like Heath Milner and like Academy with Hill. <laughs> yeah, well, that was sort of the thing. I looked at it, I'm like, oh, I know a lot of these people, mm. but I kind of just dived into all of the other artists. I'm like, I don't know any of these people. I've never mm. seen them before. What do you feel? Do you feel like it's a competition or do you feel like a little bit <coughs> about because you're the only guy? Um, like you're no. in your own little race? Or? No, I, I, the first, the first email I got, it was like from Cheryl Burns, who's an amazing woman and yeah. I love her so much. It said, Hey girls and Jared. And my first <laughs> reply to an email was Cheryl, well, let's just admit I'm one of the girls oh. now, man, I feel like a woman. And then I put do, 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 do after it. <laughs> and then I think a lot of the emails now are just like, Hey girls. So I'm like... Beautiful. I it, love that. I, I see it as the same way that I've seen everything. Like with the country industry, yeah, um, we're all top 10 grand finalists, which means we've all gotten to that level, which means it's we should amazing. all be supporting each other yeah. during, before, after it. Like everyone, mm-hmm. we've like bounced things back. Like I've spoken to everyone on like Instagram or Facebook or like mm-hmm. in our emails or our text chain. Like 
everyone is just so excited to meet and catch up and to experience everything. And yeah. I think we're all feeling the same thing. Like the nerves are there and it's a little bit like... Ooh. It's scary. Every time I apply, I get this gut-wrenching thought of actually having to go on that stage. This year when I didn't apply, I felt free as a bird. Like <laughs> I, I um, That was me last year. Like when I did, yeah. the, I did the Australia Proud... Uh, Australia Day concert, uh, Tenworth Proud, mm-hmm. and it was the scariest thing because we had to play, and then we had twenty minutes to get from main stage to the Imperial to do a gig, oh, like with a full band. And we went on stage, oh, and we luckily we walked on early. And I'm hoping it's going to be the same thing. You don't see a thing on stage. That the spot, that spotlight blinding, hits yeah. you, and mm-hmm. you can. Only I've been see, on that stage before. You only see the people. Like I've I've been on it a daytime and I was like scared. Yeah, nighttime comes and all you see is phone torches and people in that front barrier. It's also the sound up there. Oh, it's, it's incredible! So great, you feel like you're just being lifted. Like yeah, well, your vocal can just soar. And I'm, I must say, those guys that do it every year oh, are wow. amazing. Like we did a gig and sound checked with them. And I was talking to one of the guys there and I said, look, oh, we've been having issues with the banjo not being heard mm. at all of our gigs. And like, you know, the input jack's not really working too well. And he goes, oh, hold on, mate. And pulls out like a $700 microphone and goes, just take this to your next gig. Just bring it back to us. No like, way. And we were like, Family. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then like we went up there and like it was the best everything had ever sounded. And we're like, yeah. wow. I love that stuff. And that's the thing. I've, I've just been watching back that footage of Australia Day on YouTube and all the things that I did that I would never do now on stage. Right. Like, all my mannerisms have changed, how so I present myself. Like, what are you doing to prep? Where are you at? Are you vocal lessons? Are you what? Like, because you're going to go up there and you're going to play with a session band. You only get one rehearsal on the day and it's basically a sound check. Oh, cool. Thanks. I did not know that. That's what you get. So, and you have, it's, a, it's the lunchtime slot. You go up and you go through your songs. So you get 15 minutes with the band. Oh, cool. And you have, do you have charts? Uh, yeah, Sam Hawksley. So uh, Sam Great. Hawksley from the band is doing my charts. <laughs> Amazing. I, I got him to do them because he his band, mm-hmm. all the guys from Nashville that come over are going to be playing it. Yeah. So if he's charting it, they'll know they'll be exactly tight. what's going on. And so then when you do the cover, you're just going to take that exactly the same as the no, recording? I'm, You've changed yes, it? Yes. No, no. It's exactly the same as the recording right. because I, I've listened to that song so much and I thought... At that point, that's when I want to show... You also don't want to mess it up. Like, you don't want to change no. the structure because it's... No, no, no. Yeah, you're like in dangerous territory. Well, I play that song Keep every weekend. I play these two songs yeah. every single weekend. Mm-hmm. And I have just been listening to them back and forth, playing them exactly, playing to the recordings just to make sure it's right. Yeah. And then I think I decided yesterday that I'm not even playing guitar in my just cover Just concentrate song. on vocals. I'm I just putting it down. And, like, it's an easy song to play and sing. But, but. I think what... I will have for Star Maker that other people don't have is I play with bands every weekend yeah. and like I have front man and stuff yeah. and like You're very experienced. That's the thing. I'm gonna put down a guitar and I'm gonna do my little shuffle on stage and dance around <laughs> a little bit. And have fun. And that was the sort of thing because originally was, yeah. I thought about it and I went, Man, I wanna play drums and sing. But then I'm like, that's a talent, that's but it's too, not a, that's not gonna be crowd pleasing. Exactly. Right. At the end of the day, and this is the way I look at gigs, it's all about the crowd. Exactly. Like nothing and else matters. If you look at all the amazing artists at the moment that have been putting down their guitars and getting mm-hmm. bigger bands, like Brad Cox now like puts down his guitar yeah, and like okay. sings. Travis yeah. Collins is like walking around with a the microphone. They're all Star Maker winners, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, well, Bake O'Connor has to play guitar because he does like a three-piece thing. But yeah. 
um, a lot of artists that you see are putting down instruments like Pepper and Jesse are putting out instruments and just playing and like yeah. I take your guitar off you frequently when I'm playing with you. You never I'll play. let me play. <laughs> you hate it because I'm so bad at it. No, no, it's not that you're bad. It's just I think when you don't have an instrument in your hand, you are a thousand times better. Yeah, but because entertainer. I'm I'm training. I look at my career as in I'm training, right? <coughs> so bringing the guitar on stage for me was a way to get good enough that I could then go and play on my own. So. I was yeah. just trying to learn and put Whereas myself I, through the hard I kind of did it the backwards way. Like I yeah. wouldn't play guitar on stage at mm. all until I'd practice everything back to front and home. Yeah, I didn't practice. So when it goes, <laughs> when it goes wrong on stage and everything goes terribly yeah. wrong, I know that I practice hard enough and it still wasn't good enough, so I'm going to have to go home and get practicing. Oh, well, see, I'm the opposite because I'm lazy and I hate guitar. Well, that's it. I'm lazy I in social like media sometimes. Yes. And it's yeah, yeah, like instrument practice. I, I play with people that probably still practice three or four hours a day and yeah. I, I'm, I'm lazy. But mm. I still go and do three, four hour solo gigs every weekend. Like, See, and that's the thing. Like, that's why I do the Cubby's gig stuff as well. Because it's all just practice. Like, it is. And it's exp- like today, I just did a gig today. Mm. And I just hit top 100 on like tabs list. And just flicked through songs that I like listening to. And just tried new stuff. Yeah. And just played it. And well, like... That was me with the lives. That's how I got better on guitar. Because yeah. they were sick of just watching me talk to them. Because I was too scared <coughs> to play. And I had to get I had to get brave enough to to suck on camera. Oh yeah, no. so I practice every week. And that's the thing: every, everyone on your live is always asking you to play certain songs. And they, I know, they, and they I'm they like, really? Do it. <laughs> but I mean, from my point of view, and I've watched it happen, and I'm excited for DCMF because I get to see it again. I've seen you play with a band and yeah. your instrument, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I've seen you put like Denny when you don't have an instrument and mm-hmm. you're just there to entertain everyone in front of you. You forget who's behind you. Yeah. You don't I just love you the don't crowd. worry about the band. <laughs> the band just does their thing. Yeah. You don't ever have to look back at them and go, Okay, this is what's gonna happen. You just own that and mm-hmm. we're like I was just in awe for a lot of it because I was Aww. just looking at, at the charts going, Cool, yeah, I can I can thumb my way through this and the rest of the band knows what they're doing. Because yeah. I think the second day of Danny, I was just a guitar player and that's unusual so- for me. He had a t- he had two five hours um, gigs on the Iron Jack stage. I came along as a backing vocalist. The first day we went hard for five hours. Yeah. And then the second day he'd lost his voice. So on the stage we passed over the mic to me to lead sing. Yeah, and I just played guitar and. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like we didn't, like we went hard on stage and played a great gig, but oh, all yeah. the dust just had ruined me. Like I yeah. was. I went straight after that gig. I watched the main stage for 40 minutes and then went and fell asleep in the van. Yeah, the dust was insane. It's just, it's not conducive for a vocal. It's um, it's not an environment. Like, we sh- if we had left straight after, And I think, gone to the accommodation. Gone straight back to the accommodation. Yeah. But how like, boring is that? You want to experience it. Exactly. Like, this is the journey. This and I mean, I'm journey. not saying anything, but we may be back there this year. I'm in. <laughs> we, may, we may have offers to do that again this year or we may have offers to do Look, day stage no nah, I want that stage that was the most amazing stage in the world those people well how about I you okay do, you go do day stage I'll, 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 I'll organise you to play with my band and then I'll do day stage and, and then I'll borrow them band. for a second and then you can I'll come jump up with you on the Saturday okay so um, let's get back on topic because we just love to have a chat. Um, what else can you tell us that people that you don't? Okay, so this is my thing. It's authenticity. This mm-hmm. is why I win on social media because I get as so uncomfortably real. I just don't care anymore. What can you tell us that you're would free you? Like, what do you want people to know? There is no right answer when it comes to writing or like playing an instrument. 
like there is no wrong answer and there is no right answer. That's, so that would be your advice to songwriters? To anyone, like there is no right answer and there is no wrong answer. There is only your opinion and yeah. everything is subjective. If people say you can't use the same word twice in like a line, yeah. or you can't have one or two lines that have got the same word in it, if that song is your story and what you're trying to convey and your emotions are connected to it, you can say whatever you want words-wise, you can... You don't even have to rhyme. Pattern, you yeah, don't you don't to. have to rhyme. Like, I know, there's lots of artists that do that. I know some great artists and I didn't realise until he explained that he doesn't rhyme ever. And I didn't even notice. And that's the thing. A lot of artists do that, but mm. a lot of people go, no, 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 there's a formula. You do this, 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 this. If you want to be yeah. four chords, these four chords have to work. Like, you you can't do this, you can't do that. There the Nashville no, formula? Yeah. There oh, is, my God. There is no yes or no. There is only what you think is right. And if people connect with that... Like, a lot of people don't know. Two of the songs that I've released are almost the exact same song. Casey James uses the same chords. Exactly. I didn't know that. And We Danced and All I See Is You. I wrote And We Danced with a capo and I did not know it was the exact... It's not the same chords. Yeah. It's in different keys. Yeah. But it's played the same with mm. a capo and both songs. They sound completely different, but, but it's... Sim- yeah. The simplistic the same of that... sort of, like, methodology you were it, using things in your head. Yeah. In our heads. You'll sit down and you'll play the same four chords to start... No your shadow writing. are the same chords as Mama's Broken Heart. And that's the thing. You, you different, resi- though. Like, different, different now. Keys. But different... Yeah, it was sort of like I'd just been learning that song and I started playing with it and then I started writing No Shadow. But it's two different songs. Exactly right. And people, like, I, um, I've i taken elements from songs mm. that I haven't even heard properly before. Mm. And that's... that's it's your thing. influences too, like, and your ability. Um, I have a certain ability, so I, I'm just Well, that's, that's, the, that's the sort of thing. Like, I I sat down, like, when I did Well in Sleep Tonight, I walked into... That's the song with the Crawford Brothers. Yeah, yeah. releasing maybe the 17th of January or something? Maybe earlier, who knows? Maybe the 5th. Ooh, no. 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 <laughs> um, I, I, it's the first time I've walked into a room for a co-write, and I did not have an instrument. Wow. And they just started playing music. And you just had to and I just, adapt or die. <laughs> I, just sort of, I just sort of listened and watched what they did, yeah. and I'm like, this is great, and... That's the sort of thing. Like I, it's a great song, super catchy. It's it's there's three chords in the song. Three chords in the truth, yeah. Three the three chords. That's it. Okay, now I want to get deeper. What scares you? Uh, well, as everything is like probably not challenging myself or having so sort of just resting. No, the, sort of the thing is I. Uh, when I first sort of started in country, anyone could really tell me what to do and I would take it as the truth. Right, yeah. And I would do whatever I had to do to get all of those people's appreciation or acceptance. You're proving yourself. Yeah, I was trying to prove myself to all of these people that really didn't have any uh, interest or care about my well-being or Mm -hmm. my career. Mm -hmm. And those people now, like, probably have no, like, they're still doing the same thing. Like, they haven't challenged themselves. Yeah. Like, I get all of my inspirational stuff from Bo Hatch. He goes, everyone's got a glass ceiling. Yeah. And I had hit mine, and I was just happy where I was. Mm-hmm. And You weren't pushing yourself. I wasn't pushing much. myself, but I was just wanted the acceptance of all of the people I thought were important. So you were, like, lessening yourself just to fit in. Well, I didn't know that I was lessening yeah. myself. I thought that I was at the pinnacle where I was happy, but then... I started breaking through ceilings. And they weren't happy for you. They weren't. Yeah. And that's that's the thing that people never be scared. Like, I was scared as hell to, like, 
Like, yeah. I, I, as you know, I was in a band for 12 months. Yeah. And that was the thing. We rehearsed. Rehearsal was the key. Mm. Rehearsal, doing all this. And then I kind of just wanted to do my own thing. So I just decided I'm going to be solo. And I went the complete opposite against the grain with everyone. Yeah. And don't be scared if people are going to be upset. They don't like or, it, yeah. Well, I was, I was worried as hell that people would be, um, you know, that I would lose a lot of friends and that things would go... The other direction because of the things that I did to make sure that my music and my well-being, my mental health were all right. And what ended up happening? It's much better. You're um, happier now. You're making like the music you love. Streaming, I'm recording, like yeah. I'm investing money into music, star maker. I'm, Sometimes you have to let the old things go in order to get the new things. Yeah, and I think that I was too concerned with trying to feel. fix the old things. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that if I did my own thing, it wouldn't offend so this, Anyone. this is what happened with my old band in England. And, you know, I was, I was one third of, a, of a, this thing. And when I came home, yeah, I was sort of like, oh, who am I on my own? That, that's the thing. Like, everyone is their own person, mm. but people don't seem to think they can do it. Like, there's yeah. been lots of people that... And like, that's the thing. When I left my band, we were on good terms when I left. Mm. And there's been sad. lots of artists this year that I've watched start to go solo. Like... I Funny think, enough, Hunter Kane, Deep Creek Road, yeah. she's just gone solo. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Anita from Whiskey Business, she, she went solo going? last yeah, year. Cool. Yeah, um, And that's sort of the thing. I think everyone's... I think there's so much room at the table that why not? I think that's like, the thing. And, and I, you could be your own person. The only person you're failing is yourself. Like when you're in a band, it's sort of everyone has their opinions and you, it's a democracy. But when you're on your own, you just do what makes you happy. Exactly. Like at the moment where I could just, I walked into a studio with musicians and said, hey guys, this is my kind yeah. of vibe. It's the first time I've ever walked into a room with someone and said, look, here's the chart. Here's the song goes, but just do whatever you want with it. I mm. want to I want to know what makes you How think you this song. How you feel about this song, yeah. And then like... Like Dusty came in from Hurricane Fall on drums and just well, did it. This is the other thing. So a band is a team, right? But with as solo artists, we still have a team. Well, that's it. I have a team of yeah. players and writers now that I didn't know I had. Like I, I use Dusty from Hurricane Fall, yeah. Bo Hatch from like plays Missy Lancaster. Bo's ben, a great guy. He played yeah. with us at Denny and um, he's so good. Ben Pittman um, on mm-hmm. bass, he's awesome as well. Um, and then the Crawford brothers are on a new writing team and guys like Mitch Lynham who I did the academy with and. We've had a bit of a fiddle with writing and... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's the sort of thing we... Jared rings me up and he goes, you're number six on the list, but can you come into the studio right now and do backing vocals for a song you've never heard? The song ended up being, it's called And We Dance, which ended up getting 300,000 streams on Spotify. Well, something, or something like that. Like, it was 200, close to 200,000 You got streams. added to Fresh Country. I was like, what? <laughs> and you, you told me I just submitted that like weeks out and I'd submitted it four days before release. Okay, anyone listening to this, it's seven days minimum. Do not do what Jared did just because it worked for him. Yeah. Mine submitted already. Yeah, I, um, I've submitted uh, I Won't Sleep Tonight already as well. Good. So you do have a date then. Ooh, do I? Oh my god, don't release it on well, my No, well, that's the thing. Um, because here's something for artists to know, and it should be all new artists and even experienced artists keep an eye on your holiday deadlines. <laughs> because every distributor will send you an email and say, Look, we're not distributing or open, or no one's going to be on working these on these days. And if you want your song to come out, mm-hmm. submit before a certain time. This also goes hand in hand with procrastination. Just don't do it. Well, for me, the song was only <laughs> recorded on Monday yes. and everything was shut down mm-hmm. a week before that. So it's kind of like, do I, 
hail Mary it and pick the date that I wanted, which was the 13th or the 12th, which mm-hmm. was a Friday? Or do I just move it to the 17th and hope that it comes out by then? It will. If you upload it to your distributor... Yeah, they need a minimum of two weeks and they don't open until the 8th again. Who are you using? I use TuneCore. So why don't you look into DistroKid for just one release? That's mm-hmm. who I've just used. Mm-hmm. Yep, no, I could try it. Look, there's always a solution. It just depends how creative you want to get and creative is my middle name. Yeah, I've, I've released everything with TuneCore. They've all been like, that, that's the thing that I think a lot of You can just... change it over. Oh, cool, cool. You can go from DistroKid back to TuneCore. Oh, awesome. I might do yeah. that, actually. It's just, just... At 25 bucks or something. Yeah, I might do that because it was um, TuneCore, like, I, I didn't realize as an artist, and I think when people start out, when they put music on the internet, mm. over a long period of time, you start to get some money back. It's actually really cool. I've just started earning royalties. Like, yeah. my last my last Apple royalty paid for my next video. That's That's, like... Crazy, my money gets reinvested into music. Well, that's that makes me happy. That's the same with me. Like, I think when I worked it out, money from the streams on And We Danced mm. and uh, uh, All I See Is You paid to record. I went to sleep tonight. So, and this is and okay, and this is actually a really valid point because Jared and I are new artists in a new industry, and this is where the con- contention gets a bit interesting because artists that come from an era of putting CDs in stores have a very different experience to what we have. I've never made money from music. So streaming for me is amazing. Like I've got 400,000 streams on one song, 300,000 on another and royalties come in and I directly reinvest. And my new single coming out was paid for by No Shadows royalties streaming Mm. from Spotify. So for me, it's a good deal. I don't want to talk out of school because I have no idea what the old industry is like. Didn't you just get CDs, mate? Yes, so I just... Okay, no, but this is exciting. <laughs> CDs to me are a merch item. Yeah. But so I released five singles and then I printed an EP. Yeah. I didn't make an EP and then release the singles because I think it's really redundant. I, I, SOS is my fifth single and so I just called up a manufacturer and I said, can I have some CDs, please? And now you have CDs. And, and now I have physical CDs. Yes, I'm going to Tamworth. My community have been yelling out for physical CDs, but I just couldn't justify it until I had... Five songs, and now I've got technically an EP. But yeah, I, I have, that's the thing. I have seat. I have five hundred CDs at my house uh, from my old band and my old oh. EP that have <laughs> songs that people have never heard before on them. Oh wow! So you could use that as bonus stuff. No, no, those wow. songs are uh, going to be re-recorded in their entirety and redone into my new style. And I mean, Elise Simmons does sing on one song, so I'm going to have to bring you in to sing her parts. Oh, we'll bring Elise it. in. She's great. No, 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 because no, I think that... Well, we're you want be, a fresh start. We're going to be doing it in Newcastle. I'm doing everything different on those songs. Yeah, and cool. yeah, I'm going to... I think we'll be working with Wheels a little bit because... Wheels is from Hurricane Fall. Country, country Wild. That song artist. to me just does not have what I would call a breath of life. What is Country Wild? Country Wild is a song I released featuring Hurricane Fall. Oh, Okay. Yeah, you haven't been on my Spotify or watched any of my video clips before. Isn't it weird? I actually asked you the other day, was that your first video clip? And you said no. And I'm like, God, I'm a bad friend. <laughs> I've watched all of yours. In fact, because I'm you have to learn the songs. Come no, on. No, no, no. I've watched them. Come bef- on. I think I'd watched um, No Shadows when it first came out before I even met you. There's pretty women in it. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I'd, I'd watched it because someone had tagged someone who tagged someone who tagged someone who tagged me. Really? And I, I looked at it and went, oh, okay. And then I looked at the other tags and went, I don't know any of these people. So someone has 
down the line, the you know the that's our six degrees of separation. Six degrees of separation. <laughs> someone has tagged their friend, who's tagged their friend, who's tagged their friend, who knows me, who thinks I would like this song. Well, I hope you do like that. Song. I do like that. Song. I like. I, I've song. played that song with you before. Let me um, let me just dive deep on the what you were saying about me not watching your videos. There's a reason. They're bad. No, no it's they not are bad. bad. Videos. Okay, well maybe I'll check them out. But <laughs> I. I had to stop following the industry and mm. I had to stop following artists and I had to stop comparing myself. So I'm pretty blind to what is happening right now. So having a country music podcast is pretty stupid because I'm so far removed from the industry you, you, right now. You don't now. know who is in the industry. I don't know anymore. who's new. Like I took a year off and I just really concentrated on building my community. Did and you hear that Luke Coombs retired? Shut up. I, look, I didn't really even know who Luke Coombs was for a while. <laughs> Brooks and Dunn have split up too. They shut up. Florida Georgia Line no longer exists. All right, we're going to end it here. Um, Look, Jared, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us. No, you're very welcome. I'm so excited. Just quickly let us know if you do, if you, okay, if you had to choose one of the girls to win, who would be your pick? Uh, Ooh, okay. Um, If you don't want to answer, that's fine. No, no, no. I, um, honestly, uh, this is from personal preference from knowing them, Sammy White. I've written songs with Sammy White. I've done the Academy with Sammy White. Um, she is just the most honest, sweet, caring person that I've ever met. I have written songs with her. I actually got a, a message from Sammy, and this is something that you don't normally get, saying, hey, we wrote this song at Academy, and I'd really like to do it for Starmaker. Is that okay with you? Well, Even though cool. I gave Sammy the song, I said, look, it's, mm. um, it's all you. She still asked, and like that's, that's that what Sammy goes is. goes a long way, yeah. She... Honestly, if if she won it, I I wouldn't even met. I'd be I'd be happy. Okay, then what if you win it? What are you gonna do with it? And if I don't give it to Sammy? Yeah, if you don't give it to Sammy. <laughs> no, um, I think I'd, it'd be really cool to get my original music out there and get an original tour and work with artists like you. I think I've already said that I'd like to work with you and go on to plan a kind of a tour. You're gonna take me on tour. Well, that's the sort of thing. I, I looked at artists and um, Starmaker is really a, a launch. <laughs> Starmaker is a launching platform that really helps artists that have been, like I've been playing original music for 10 years and like but it helps. traveling around and it helps build the audience that you need by putting mm-hmm. you in the right places to help generate the people that don't hear your music organically, but probably really love it. Which is also what social media does, Jared. So yeah, I know, but like when you, when you think <laughs> no, about, I'm joking. In, I'm in just, circum- circumstances, I'm just razzing you. <laughs> what's, I was going to say all those that um, all those experiences they give you and like Look, how much the they prize, push you. The prizes all are amazing. The prizes. You get to go to Nashville. You get to go and play at Buckle and Boots Festival in England. Yeah, exactly. Like you get a mate and guitar. You get a, um, you get a PA. You get a car. You get a field card. Branding. You get banners and stuff like yeah, all these things. I'm trying to buy recording and videos. An EP, videos. Oh no, I think it's four songs now, isn't it? Four songs, four yeah. videos. I'm pretty sure. Amazing. I mean, but <clears throat> Jared's endorsed by Cole Clark Guitars. That's all good. Um, we didn't say anything. Yeah, you might get a new mate. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind it. All right. Well, Jared, thank you so much for being my first guest on my new podcast. Oh, you're going to have to be the first guest on mine, but I don't think it's going to be about country music. What are you going to do a podcast on then? Oh, just make you drive 45 minutes to come see me. Oh, come on. I gave you an No, option. no, no. I, uh, I'm, I would really like to... Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the process of putting together a podcast about songwriting and Amazing. just people's interpretations of stories and sort of bringing an artist on to talk about breaking down their EP and stuff where they wouldn't really get a chance to explain it on stage in that the stories behind 10 the songs, seconds that yeah. they've got before they have to play their next song. 
and it sort of gives people a, a platform a, a platform to really talk about how that song was created, why it was created, who wrote it, who they wrote it with, what it did for them. That sounds pretty cool. So when you do start your podcast, send me a link and I'll chuck it in the show notes for this recording. We'll do it. So as soon as we stop recording this, we'll just do an interview. We'll just swap seats. I'm hungry. Remember when I said I'll buy you dinner? It's because oh. I was like... I'm really hungry and I want food as soon as possible. This is just for everyone that's going to be on the podcast in future, only I get dinner. Yeah, I can't afford to buy everyone else dinner. So. Seriously. <laughs> only me. I, I get dinner. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the, well, the second episode of the Country I, Music I Podcast. I thought we were on camera too. Oh my God. Oh yeah, we filmed this. So we'll be putting this up on YouTube as well. Uh, if the recording works. Um, Country Music Podcast. I'm Katie Jane and I'm interviewing Jared Taylor. And we've only got... Through, yeah, hold on. We have to end it exactly on 45 minutes. Bye, Jared. Bye. <laughs> Bye.